So we were asked three questions, like Josh said, and they were, where are we as a church currently? So um, I was at a loss for a while <laughs> and um, just kept praying about it and, and trying to figure out, you know, what, what God put on my heart for what the answers to these questions are. So here goes. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I believe that we're in a holding steady pattern right now um, with our church. It's a, a small congregation, and we're all um, pretty close to each other. We, you know, um, we started attending the church probably 12-ish years ago, and it's been like a second family to us. I've really enjoyed everyone's company and, and the relationships that we've built along the way. And uh, watching our, our boys grow here has been an honor for, for Amy and I. Um, we have the potential, sorry, with the potential for illness due to COVID, some of our fellow congregants, um, maybe, not, maybe they're not comfortable with meeting uh, in, in large groups or in groups. And that's okay. We still want to make sure that um, they're a part of our church family and that we're looking out for them and trying to uh, make sure that they're doing okay and, um, and pray for them. We have uh, regularly attending congregants that uh, help with uh, all the Sunday operations that help us to have a Sunday service, and we really appreciate all the help that we can get. Uh, they also help with many other jobs like food pantry and children's church and small groups and treat tunnel and various other works. And we thank you for your support and thank you for helping out with our church. And then we have new congregants uh, that are starting to become regulars. And I'd like to encourage you to keep on coming and being part of our church body and bring your friends and family. And thanks for coming. And we hope that we're a warm, welcoming church body. So, uh, number two, where, where do you think um, God wants us to go? I believe God wants us to keep loving and serving our community and each other in order uh, to let his uh, light reflect uh, through us by our words and actions. We're called by God to be salt and light in our place of the world, so let's continue to strive for that uh, together. And how are we going to get there? Uh, I, I think that together, um, praying for, encouraging, and building up each other, and praying for God's direction, peace, protection, and love, and sharing what God has given us, uh, things like our time, talent, treasure, and the gospel with others, is how we continue to move forward with the church. Um, and we need to continue praying for each other. It's a key component in the wellness of our church. And I want you all to know that the prayers of our congregation are heard by the Lord. Um, when I was sick with uh, pneumonia due to COVID, um, I'm sure that the prayers of this congregation, of my friends and my family, are what made the difference in the outcome. Um, there were many times that it could have went worse. And I was close to being ventilated and uh, about that close to not being in front of you today. But I am confident that uh, prayer to our great God is answered. So thank you for praying. And please keep it up because prayer improves things. And just keep praying for 
for the goodness of, of our church and to the togetherness and, and um, that's I guess going forward together that, that's what God's given me and that's what I got so I don't know who's next but thanks BJ uh, Craig Gill would you like to or even if you wouldn't like to please come up and speak um, it, talking about the order of who was going to be up here today, going by order of age, Josh asked me how old I was. I said 78. He didn't buy it. Um, I'm thankful a lot of people would buy it. And that's, anyway, um, so I have a lot to say that you've already heard from Jesse and actually already heard from PJ a little bit here today. Um, and I think it's from a slightly different point of view, though. Um, it, no problem. Um, grab the hook. Um, now, Mandy and I actually were married here well, many years ago, um, but we have not been here. We were actually attending a different church at the time, moved up to Chicago, came back here. Um, and so a lot of the long-standing relationships that PJ was talking about, uh, we still have not built here. And uh, that's one of the things, going back to the three questions, where are we as church? Um, what does God want for us and how do we get there? Um, I'm going to take that kind of point of view and apply it back to the whole body here. Um, I think the fellowship, the community here at this church is amazing. It really is. It's a family in a lot of ways and it's great. Um, I do think that me personally, I have struggled, and it's probably mostly on me, that my family hasn't built some of those relationships to the degree that we could have so far. And so in that regard, that's one of the things that I think can probably apply to everybody. Um, we've got a lot of close relationships that could be closer. We've got a lot of people who are probably on the fringe of, you know, hey, we like this church, we like the people. The people love the community, the community loves the church, um, but I haven't built that family yet. And that's one of the things that I would love to see happen here. Um, the, again, going back for me personally, one of the ways that I want to do that is by encouraging our uh, worship team to fellowship together more. Um, we don't really do that a lot, and I think that that's an opportunity. We all obviously have some of the same desires and the same passions. Um, and again, I'll take that on myself. I have organized exactly zero things for the worship team to do together. And again, I've got no problem taking that on myself. I should have done that. I've felt that on my heart for a while. And um, sometimes I'm not as good at listening to the spirit as I probably should be. But uh, that's one thing. And I think, I hope anyway, that two things that'll come out of that one, getting me, myself, my family um, with some tighter connections um, with some of the people here in this body. And then also, second part, I don't know how much I got on that seven minutes, but uh, the, the second side of all of this is the, uh, the worship and the music. And that's something that's really been on my heart lately, um, is why exactly do we sing songs and play music and is that a biblical model and is that something that we should be doing and 
So the more I've been studying into it, not only do I think that, yes, this is something that, that is okay to do, I, I believe it's something that we're called to do. I think that God built that into us. Um, again, like most things, some people are more passionate about it than others. Um, but I'm hoping that by creating that maybe tighter family inside of the worship team, that we can uh, better serve the body of the church um, with whether it's song selection, performance, whatever, and all that stuff is all secondary to making sure that the songs that we sing, we are singing to God in praise because of who he is. And uh, not saying that we don't do that right now, but I do think that um, maybe we can understand better how much we're really called to do that, how much God's built that into us. And that's kind of where, that's the second part of where I'm at. Um, I think that's all I've got. I'll hand this back over to you, sir. Thanks, Craig. So I'm the middle child of the elders, <clears throat> like I am in my own family, actually, ironically. Um, so I get to talk next. Um, I, what I was thinking, it probably picks up on a lot of what Craig and PJ have already said. Um, where are we right now? I feel like the church, in a sense, is treading water. Um, similar to kind of what PJ mentioned, we're, we're in this state where we're just kind of, we're making it by. Um, there's a lot of good things we are doing as a church. There's some things we could be doing better. I mean, that, that's always true, right? The old adage is it, it's never as good as it seems, it's never as bad as it seems. Um, that kind of thing. Um, where are we going? So I think fundamentally, in a broad way, the church should be the church. And when I say that, I mean it should be the church biblically. Okay, We should be the body of Christ. Um, and I know that's very broad, but um, we should be doing the uh, fundamental things, you know, that the Bible talks to us about. Um, evangelizing, uh, exhorting each other, um, sharpening each other, uh, growing together, um, building each other up, um, working our faiths out so that um, we can do things that are more specific that God's calling us to do. Um, we do some of that now. I think we can always do that better. And I, would, I hope that, um, or my vision for the church is that we do start to do those better. We start to implement the things um, the structure that allows us to do that together. And so that leads into how do we get there? Um, there's very basic things you have to do in the Christian life. Um, you have to pray. You have to read your Bible. You have to spend time. You know, we hear these things for people who've been Christians for a long time. Um, maybe people who have been Christians for a shorter amount of time, they don't kind of get this repetitive mantra, but in order to be 
to live your life out in faith, to um, grow and progress in your life with Christ, you have to do the basic things. You know, I used to coach football. I played football for a while. And you don't learn football by teaching someone to play and then having to go run a play. You have to teach them the basics. They have to learn the basics of how to move, where to step, you know, um, how to throw and catch. You know, those are the basics. The, the um, praying every day, um, reading your Bible every day, working your faith out with others, other Christians. Um, and, you know, we can always, I can always get better at that. that. You know, that's not necessarily a reflection on you. I'm sure that uh, you guys are doing that. I know I can use more consistency in my life doing it as well. But um, I think returning to those fundamentals and then doing the things like small groups. If you're not involved in a small group, you know, there, there's two sides of it. You have to be willing Right, but we also have to give you the opportunity, and we need to be better at that. And um, but we also need to know need to know the desire too. So get involved in small groups. Um, we can plan more activities like prayer breakfast, things like that, where we're coming together as a church, and we're growing together, and we're we're doing those fundamental things that allows God to act through us because we're obeying Him. Um, so I think that's all I have to say right now. I think <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but Jim, I think, is younger than Craig, so. That's right, people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Jim come up and uh, He looks younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. I got more gray. <laughs> How's everybody doing? So I, I was kind of looking at this at, from a little bit of a different angle. Um, let's see. I, I, I kind of looked at this. Um, I mean, everything that's been said, I, I totally agree with. And um, I think because of the way the world that we live in today, I, I wanted to look at it from that context. Um, because I think it, 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 it affects all of us um, even more than um, ever before. Probably, and this isn't a political statement, so please don't hear it as such. Um, you know, the politicians and the government won't save us, um, and and if we're looking to them to save us, we need to stop looking to them to save us. Jesus is the only one that can do that. And let's face it, you know, our country, this world is in a is in a big mess. And you know, I think most of us could say, well, boy, in the last year and a half, um, the world has been turned upside down. Um, you know, did you ever think in your wildest dreams or, or, or nightmares that you would ever see a, a life or see a time when we would be confined to our houses, not being able to go to church, work, restaurants, or travel? Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you would not be able to trust the institutions that have been the pillars of our society, uh, which is the freest uh, the world has ever known, namely our government, our schools, our churches? our media, our families, and in our monetary system? Um, did you ever think that 
we would see a time when individuals uh, would be able to pick his, her, or they gender, not according to their biology, but according to how they, they identify that particular day. Um, did you ever think that our freedom of speech would be under attack by the very institutions that are supposed to protect it? Did you ever think that a voter would be considered disenfranchised because they have to identify themselves before they cast a vote? Um, but, uh, you know, you have to do that to board a plane. And in some places in this country and in this world, you have to show a proof of vaccine to be able to get into a restaurant or maybe even to get on an airplane. So regardless of where you stand on the issue, did you ever think you'd see a time when you had to, would maybe have to choose between getting vaccinated or losing your job? Um, and uh, did you ever think that we would see a time when we would be, there'd be so much fear over an invisible and almost undetectable enemy that even after things opened up, that people would still opt to stay home instead of go to church or public gatherings? You know, Jesus asked in Matthew, who of you, uh, by worrying, can add a single hour to your lives? Did you ever think that you would see a country, or, or see, I'm sorry, see our country, or even family and friends so divided over an issue that doesn't seem to be that well defined? Matthew 24.10 says, and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And did you ever think you would, you know, hear a pastor say, all are saved regardless of making a personal decision to follow Jesus? I personally witnessed that in a church at a funeral. And then Jesus, and Jesus went on in 24 uh, saying, um, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And then did you ever think you would see the greatest single increase in the murder rate in more than a century in the US between 2019 and 2020 and calls to defund the police all over, the, all over our nation? And in Matthew 24, 12, he said, and because lawlessness will increase and the love of many will grow cold. Um, you know, it just goes on and on, right? You guys could come up with, I'm sure, many more, um, you know, examples. Um, and, you know, the thing that I'm thinking is that, you know, our country, you know, we have a lot of warts in the past, but... Uh, it's still the freest place to ever grant. And I am so thankful that I was born here. Um, we have a lot of freedoms. But I think that the, the world that around us is concerned about these things. And I think people who don't have a faith are concerned about these things. They're, I mean, they're seeing it, right? And so we have to continue to be a beacon of light here in this, in this community. And, and we have been. But we need to continue to do that, and we need to unapologet unapologetically preach the truth. And I think our pastor has done an excellent job of that, and not apologize, you know, for for holding that truth. And I think that it, you know, there's unfortunately there's a lot of churches out there who have caved, and they 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 want to be, uh, you know, socially acceptable uh, with some of these things that we've talked about. And they want to attract people in into the doors, but they're preaching a false gospel. And we have to stay true to the, to the word and, and to the message that God has given us. And, and I think if we do that, I don't care if we have five people in here. 
if they are seeking God and they're being, you know, they're growing and they're being fed here, uh, I just feel like if we continue to do that, that, you know, uh, that as the darkness gets darker, we, the light that comes out of this place is going to get lighter and people are going to come. They're going to be drawn here because we're preaching the gospel, we're preaching the truth of God's word. And uh, so I just, I just want to encourage you guys, as, as has already been said, you know, stay in the word. Because that, if you're not in the word, there's so many, I mean, I mean just turn on the TV. You, know? you, we can, I, you just can't trust anything you hear anymore. And we just need to stay in the word, focused on God's truth and our mission. And, um, and you know, God, I, we, we can't fear we can't fear man and what man will do, can and will do to us. Um, and you know, I don't know where we are in this in this deal. If you know, I, I feel like we're li- living in the last of the last days. Um, but even if we aren't, we're still called to do this. So, um, so that's my heart. Hopefully, I didn't offend anybody. But uh, I just that's what I, I, I'm feeling, and I think the rest of the world is feeling that too. And I'm sure you guys feel it. We face it every day. And we just got to be that beacon of light for those around us to show them Jesus. And for the old man. (laughs) The elder elder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When... uh, how much, how much time do I have, Josh? We go till like one o'clock. Two o'clock. <laughs> take, take time. No, that was time. that was Shane's fear, right? He's like, oh no. Uh, where do you see us currently? Uh, you know, my the first tendency is you turn and look at empty chairs. That's churchy. That's religion, right? You're really successful if you fill every chair. No, you're not. We could do that with our, we could raffle off a new car and fill every chair in here. Seriously, right? Uh, it's not about that. It's about furthering God's kingdom. And only that. And if we're here for any other reason, we're doing it wrong. Okay? So where do I see us currently? Um, I'm one of those, you can't go forward if you keep looking back. But if you don't look where you came from, you lose track of the progress that you're making, right? So let's backtrack a little bit. Remember how this place used to be, the Gillums? They, we used to have a, a little wall around here, and this place was full of pews, right? The building has taken a different look. Not because, well, that looks kind of old. No, it was to make it more accommodating for new people to come in. Same with the basement, same with the upstairs. You wouldn't recognize this building, right? And I will tell you that from when we came in here and formed White Rose Fellowship Church, the day that they handed over the keys to us, the old Bellevue Bible, I counted, uh, it was down to like 19 people. And uh, they were at the end of their, they just couldn't make it go anymore. You know, God bless them. They kept it going until we could come in here. And uh, 
Can God provide? You bet he can. Here's how it used to be. Upstairs, there are rooms. Those are divided. And we use it for storage and that. Downstairs, that the fellowship area was all divided, right, into many different rooms. There were rooms down there. There was rooms upstairs in the youth room even. At one time, two, three services, every one of those rooms were filled with Sunday school classes and people. That's what used to be here, right? Because they had a pastor next door who got it, right? He was one of my mentors in Ori Miller, right? Some of you know exactly who he is, right? Hear me. I have never since that day, and that was pre-Christian days, early 20s, right? Rapidly approaching 61, right? That gets it more than your pastor does. Does he know everything here? No, he's not the scholar Ori Miller is, but let me tell you what, he gets it here, right? He gets it. He's done everything we've ever asked him to do. He's in the school, he's with the kids, he works his tail off, right? It can't be just him. You know, it can't be just him, right? It's gotta be all of us, right? So where do I see the church currently? Um, COVID threw a monkey wrench and everything, right? And it's not just us, it's like everywhere, right? The, the big churches around where we are, we live in North Peoria, Northwoods, um, Northminster, Richwood, the biggest, they're all. It's like that everywhere. It's just, you know, people got away, you know, and some people are afraid. I mean, I get that, right? So we quit, right? We do not quit. We do not quit. Never say never with God, right? We keep going and we keep doing the things that we ought to do that have already been talked about from your other elders up here, right? The basic things. We need to grow as people, right? So we can keep it all to ourselves. <laughs> no, right? So we can go into the world and share the gospel, right? That is our word. The Bible doesn't say, Beseech them to come into a building. It says, go. How do we do that? What's that look like? Be kind to everyone. Have an interest in everyone. Care about everyone, right? And then uh, put your feet to it, right? Always invite, not to fill a chair, but because we're concerned about their eternal destiny. You know what, people will know that. I remember what it was like when I was not a Christian. No program got me to the church. It was the kindness of good people who I knew cared about me. And that was it. So we can plan all the programs we want. We can do all the treat tunnels we want, which is great. They're great for the community. We should be doing that. We should be serving the community. But if we don't care about them, right, and to care about their eternal destiny, uh, it's religious, churchy, country club. And we're just guarding a fortress here. Right? That's, but you know that. I know the hearts of the people here and the things I see and the, how you interact with people and what a joy it is when we work together, VBS or the Dreetone and all these things, right? That's awesome just to observe and just to watch everybody here with smiles on their faces and be helpful and the kind things that they say and the invitations. I mean, I hear it. So kudos. 
um, keep going. Where do you think God wants us to know? I already know where he wants us to go, right? Go into all the world, right? Love your neighbor as yourself, right? If we do those things, everything will take care of itself. Everything will take care of itself. But it's got to it's got to come from our hearts. That's all. You know, it's got to come from our hearts. We got to do it for the right reason. How are we going to get there? How are we going to get there? I tell you what. Uh, I know your pastor, watching. I hope is. Uh, at times he gets frustrated. You work and you work and you work and you work and you work. And all through God's word it says, be patient, be patient, be patient. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. You either believe it or you don't. Right? I do. Right? I do. Uh, I know your elder board does too. You're, you know, when we segue into the business portion of this, uh, we do a lot of deliberation, right? We want to be good stewards. We want to do the right thing, you know? Scripturally, we want to do, we always want to do the right thing. That's our goal. What's the right thing to do? Um, that part is the businessy part, right? That's the part I hate. <laughs> I, I hate it. But it's necessary, right? Uh, Jim mentioned about uh, like the news is horrible. Yeah, I quit watching that. I can't take it anymore. I just can't take it. Well, you're closing off yourself to the world. Well, in a way, I am. Think about this. Well, all that doesn't have anything to do with with here, really. Do you know that your governor and other governors all around the United States? have already floated the idea of revoking tax-exempt st status for churches. Let me tell you what that will do to us. We can't cover that. We cannot cover that. So who I vote for really doesn't matter. Yes, it does, right? Not to mention all the other things, right? <clears throat> Nero didn't matter. Caesars didn't matter. The Herods didn't matter. Really? They were all the political arm. The battle against the church. Do you compromise with that? Pharisees and Sadducees, what happened to them? And what did Jesus think of them? Right? Or do you stand up for what's right? It's time to do that. Right? Or it all goes. It all goes. Right? Um, Thank the Lord that he is alive and well and working in the hearts of men. And he works in our hearts, not for ourselves once again, but for those that are out there. Be kind to everyone. Care about everyone. Love your neighbor. Just for the sake of loving them, right? People sense that. I sensed that when I was an unbeliever. You really care, right? And I think that's beyond everything. That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna take us there. Wait for the harvest. If we do the right things, God will be faithful. I truly believe that. When I came in here, you know, I I, I saw an empty building for the first time, and I told the congregation then, within one year, you're gonna see over 100 people in here. That year, we had 144 people in here for one service. 
the record was 163. There were some extenuating circumstances, but <laughs> we had 160. But imagine 163 people in here. Wouldn't that be awesome, right? Those who are seeking God because of you, right? Because of all of you, right? And that's where I think where our, where our focus needs to be. The church, God's kingdom is going to grow, but he says, go, right? He says, go, right? And we need to, we need to go. We need to go. Um, do we want to segue right into the 